Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, Happy New Year and welcome to my 375th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call in number is 1 866 472 5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through our website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, unfortunately, I have to begin with my lowlight of the week, which is attending yesterday's Patriots debacle at Gillette Stadium, 20 minutes from where I'm speaking to you right now. It's perhaps the most shocking upset I have witnessed in my two-plus decades as a season ticket member for the Patriots. They obviously gave away the bye week and the formula that I have discussed on this show as recently as last week uh, of basically playing the last couple games at home, finishing strong, getting the bye week, hosting the divisional game. You win that, and you're in the AFC Championship game, which they've been in for whatever, six, eight, ten years in a row. Uh, it was all lined up, and that's the uh, literally the uh, blueprint for a Super Bowl run. And it just all got uh, blown up yesterday by, of all teams, the Miami Dolphins. The curse of the Dolphins continues. Uh, it's been going on in Miami for a long time, but certainly not here in Foxborough. But it, it it arrived in Foxborough yesterday in a big way. Uh, the Patriots, for whatever reason, just weren't ready. And on the flip side, the uh, Dolphins were more than ready. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback, uh, he in his mid-30s of numerous teams and uh, numerous children. Um, I think he has something like eight kids. Uh, Harvard guy. So we, we we like Ryan Fitzpatrick on the show here. But uh, uh, he, he became Fitzmagic yesterday, much like uh, uh, the beginning of the season a year or two ago when he just lit up the NFL for the first few games of the year. And he was just amazing, including running for a touchdown, throwing the winning touchdown to Penn State product Mike Gusecki. And uh, with 23 seconds to go, I mean, this was high drama. And it was funny, I, I, I said as the uh, Patriots took the lead, 24-20, at that point, you know, everybody's breathing a little easier and the, and the world is right uh, inside Gillette Stadium. But, you know, what I said was, you know, this at times historic Patriot defense this year, uh, 
now we're really going to see once and for all what they're made of. Uh, they've done some amazing things this year, more earlier in the season than late. Uh, and my exact words were, you know, uh, can they make a stop to win a game? We're about to find out. And they couldn't. Just that simple. Ryan Fitzpatrick drove him right down the field with the last two minutes of the game to win it with a touchdown pass to Gusecki, as I just mentioned. And it was just... Uh, Again, a, a shocking, shocking result. I, I can't remember, again, really a, a more stunned crowd in recent memory and a couple of decades plus of attending Patriots games. Uh, it was so unpatriot-like and, for that matter, so undolphin-like. But I think if you analyze it, and certainly um, part of the picture was the fact that, you know, the Dolphins coaches. Uh, Belichick's former defensive coordinator through the end of last year, Brian Flores. And I think it showed up yesterday where he kind of knew what the Patriots were doing. He built the defense that Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins basically shredded yesterday. So it was just uh, a remarkable thing to watch. Hats off to the Dolphins. Uh, you know, they came to play, and boy, they played. Uh, Patriots, again, just... Uh, Shocking and stunning. Uh, just uh, uh, there were no, there are no words for the position they put themselves in, which of course is facing now is playing wild card week. I haven't done it since 2009. They've done it three times in the Brady Belichick era. They've never won a Super Bowl when they had to start with the wild card. Um, on and on and on, and hosting the Dolphins and another uh, Belichick disciple, of course, their coach Mike Vrabel. And the new NFL rushing leader for the year, Derrick Henry. Uh, what a load and what a career he's been putting together. Uh, he single-handedly has ele- re-elevated the importance of the running back position. He's just such a beast. So, trust me when I tell you, everybody in New England had their early January plans all laid out, myself included. Uh, uh you know, for attending a game in two weeks, the divisional round, and uh, that all got blown up. So any plans for this weekend had to get canceled because it'll be Saturday night at Gillette Stadium at 8.15. Uh, sure to be a fascinating atmosphere. And uh, yeah, so there we go. The weather at this point is looking actually pretty good. Um we're having an ice storm here today in Boston. Not good. Yesterday was spectacular, beautiful. But anyway, Saturday showing, uh, you, know, you know, rain ending early and temperatures in the 50s throughout the day and obviously colder at night. So sure to be a fascinating uh, game in New England as well as all of Wild Card Weekend. Um, that leads into my bizarre story of the week, which was the crazy ending in Seattle last night where the Seahawks missed by literally an inch of winning the game versus the 49ers which just basically decided the entire seeding or reseeding however you want to put it uh, depending on the winner of that game was going to go up and down uh, the six playoff teams in the NFC as far as number one seed right on through uh, the end, uh, the number six seed, and who was playing who. And so it reminded me a lot of the famous play in the Super Bowl 
speaking of the Titans, when Mike Jones of the Rams tackled Kevin Dyson at the one-yard line, not nearly as close as it was last night. It was literally the one-inch line. Uh, for the for the Seattle defender, he crosses it. They win, and the entire NFC playoff uh, situation is 100% changed. But, uh, so yeah, it reminded me a lot of that play. Um, and that's it. So this weekend we have an interesting twist by the NFL where both AFC games are on Saturday and both NFC games are on Sunday. Uh, so in addition to the Patriots, of course, at 8.15, as I discussed, Bills, Texans at 4.30 Eastern on Sunday, Bills at Texans. Uh, watch out for the Bills on that one. Um, they look, they are very capable of winning that game. And for that matter, potentially going into Baltimore and giving them all they can handle, as they did four or five weeks ago in Baltimore. And on Sunday, uh, Vikings at Saints at 1 p.m. Eastern time and Seahawks at Eagles at 4.40 p.m. And hats off to the Eagles. Boy, they really hung in there. They were like... Uh, Five and seven, and won their last four, including beating the Cowboys, uh, who were just a massive disappointment, to say the least. Um, but the Eagles earned it, and again, good for them. Difference between the two teams is screamingly obvious, as I said last week. After the Eagles beat the Cowboys, Eagles have championship DNA. Cowboys don't. Just that simple in my mind. Um, other notable. Uh, developments just today, literally within the past 15 minutes. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting that the Giants have fired coach Pat Shermer. And, of course, the Browns last night fired coach Freddie Kitchens. Uh, it's Black Monday. Sure to be more to come. It was actually uh, a bit of a Black Sunday night, at least for Freddie Kitchens. So there will be more to come as the day goes by. Back to the Cowboys. We'll see what happens with Jason Garrett. Um, but Sure to be a fascinating uh, day, a fascinating month. Nothing like the NFL playoffs in January. Um, And we'll see what happens. But speaking of playoffs, let's talk about my highlight of the week, which was Saturday night's Clemson-Ohio State game. Uh, Clemson edging Ohio State, went right down to the wire. And it was for simply one of the greatest college football games I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely beyond riveting in my mind. Uh, and it was easily in my mind, the best CF college football playoff game ever. I attended the first two national championships, covered them, uh, when Ohio state beat Oregon and the very first one ever. And then of course, Clemson, uh, you know, when Clemson played in that second year and lost to Alabama, uh, what Clemson is doing is nothing short of amazing. Uh, they are, you talk about championship DNA, like the Eagles. Clemson really has it. They were down 16 nothing. Ohio State, to their everlasting credit, was just super aggressive, so impressive. Um, going up and down the field. And Clemson just couldn't seem to stop him, and they couldn't get on track themselves. But Trevor Lawrence, uh, that's a, he's a wow. 
what he did uh, in bringing them back was nothing short of amazing, highlighted by, of course, something we haven't seen from him. We've seen everything from him except a 67-yard touchdown romp, which was one of the great runs in recent memory. I think it's going to go down in history, actually. Uh, basically won the game. Um, and Clemson, LSU, I mean, the LSU game, I went to an LSU establishment on Saturday evening. Uh, perfect timing right in the second quarter when they were just lighting it up early in the game. You know, it was one of those who knew. Uh, three floors packed to the gills on Saturday evening watching Joe Burrow uh, just light it up. I mean, what can you say? Seven touchdown passes in the first half or whatever. It just incredible. Uh, but they're not going to be, you know, if they're doing it against Clemson, I, I'm guessing Clemson will be matching them because Clemson is just a super high quality championship team, defending champion. And I can't imagine a better matchup than LSU and Clemson, given LSU's unbelievable season, not to mention uh, tearing Oklahoma apart, record setting in every imaginable way. Seven touchdowns in the first half. We'll just leave it at that. And uh, by Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy winner. So that is just going to be an awesome national championship game. Literally like 50 miles from the LSU campus. It's in New Orleans, right down the road from Baton Rouge. So it's going to be great and, and obviously close enough for Clemson fans to easily drive down to as well. So, um, you know, it's just the perfect time of year. We are This January is going to be one of the better Januaries, I believe, in recent memory. And uh, for what looks to be a great national championship game, as well as a tremendous NFL playoff uh, lineup in that there's really no favorite. Anybody can win it. Anybody can get upset. That's the way I see it. I think it's been a long, long time since we've looked at it that way. Uh, so lots more to talk, uh, discuss on this college football playoff with, uh, AP Stedham. Uh, so now let's take our break and next up will be indeed our weekly call and expert AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. 
hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, John, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Doing well here in Orlando, Florida. Good for you. Uh... Looks like it's a pretty nice day in the in the high seventies. Uh, I'm standing here, luckily inside, as I look outside at an literally an ice storm here in Boston. But uh, not complaining, AP, because yesterday at the Patriots game was spectacularly beautiful. Uh, literally, dare I say, sunny and warm. <laughs> um, uh, and we'll get into that debacle later it wasn't a weather debacle but it was certainly a, a game debacle um but mm-hmm. ap I, I i have to run this by right off the bat i i said in the opening segment that i thought the clemson ohio state game was one of the greatest college football games i've ever watched uh what do you think do you agree or what are your thoughts because that uh, yeah. was just special oh, oh yeah yeah had all the drama that you would like when two top teams faced each other one team down, 16 to zip, I believe. The Correct. other one comes back. The, Correct. the quarterbacks making plays, the running backs, uh, you know, showing their their skills and abilities. Uh, defensively, they're rushing the passer, making tackles. I mean, yeah, it was spectacular. One of the uh, greatest. It's, it's one of the greatest in the, the college football playoff era for certain. Yeah, and I actually said, uh, and I know you cover Alabama, but I, I kind of said, you know, the greatest semifinal ever. And we've had some good ones, and you were, you, we won't soon forget Ohio State, Alabama. Not to mention championship games like Alabama, Clemson, uh, three of them. But you know, there was just something about that game. I, I think what intrigued me most, AP, was that like. Clemson just wasn't going to go away. Like, and and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, were there, not that there were any doubters, but I feel like he elevated himself into like potentially the next, literally the next face of football, uh, college and perhaps even the NFL. I mean, what he did that 67 yard run, I, I think will go down as one of the great plays in college football history. Cause it was so unexpected. I mean, I knew the guy could run. He ran a lot on Saturday night. That was yeah. unexpected. I think. But this is, I don't think anybody thought he had a 67-yard run in him where 
it was just a great run. It wasn't a normal run. It was a great run. Great moves, escaping no. tackles, all of it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he uh, shook the defender, went by yep. him, uh, eluded, you know, a, a good tackler and ran down the middle of the field, 67 yards. There was fast people chasing him, those yep. long legs. He showed the stride and some speed and right, made that fantastic him. play to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he outran him at the end. I mean, when he was at like the 10, 15-yard line after running already, whatever, 50, 50 yards, you know, I kind of said, I thought to myself, like, well, there's no way he's going to outrun these last couple of defenders. They had the angle, it seemed. <laughs> right. Yet he did. He yeah, had he did. one they more had... burst in him at, like, the tw- 10 to 15-yard line and ran it right in down the sideline. It was just, uh, I still can't get over it. I, I, again, I think a, a play that will live in college football lore. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. He, he had a Joe Burrow moment, if I could yeah. use that term. Yeah. <laughs> Because people didn't think that Joe Burrow could could run by people with those long legs, but he did. He has the the stride and the speed uh, to complement each other, and he just surprised the defenders. I'm sure they thought, well, we'll catch him. And we're not happy he made the run, but we'll catch him and we'll live to, to, to defend another play. But he hit the pay dirt, and it was over. Correct. Well, given Trevor Lawrence's background, uh, you know, his arm – leadership he's never lost a college game need I nothing more need be said after that um you know what I really I I like his demeanor as well whether it's interviews whether it was taking selfies with apparently fellow Clemson students you know immediately following the game I just was watching him post game and really liked everything I saw with his demeanor um and, you know, Joe Burrow, AP, you're going to like this one. I, uh, you know, Googled LSU uh, watch party in Boston, and it was right across the street from Fenway Park. So I stopped in uh, the LSU-Oklahoma game at the height of Joe Burrow throwing nonstop <laughs> touchdown passes. And AP, right. you know, who knew? It was packed, three floors, LSU music, packed, hundreds and hundreds of people in the middle of downtown Boston across the Fenway Park. Again, who knew? Uh, no, who knew? It, that, that's very surprising. All those very LSU surprising. fans in Boston. Yeah, it, that, that is. I mean, 100, 100, you can understand, but three levels, that's three really levels. surprising. Wall to wall, three levels. Again, LSU fight song. Everybody in LSU gear. This wasn't, frankly, people like me just stopping by because, you know, you saw that they would have the LSU game. It was nothing like that. This was an organized watch party. And uh, I know where I'm going to be on January 8th or January 13th. Excuse me. I'll be right back there. (laughs) uh, Guaranteed watching the national championship game right here in Boston with uh, what is sure to be hundreds of LSU fans. It was really fun. I mean, really fun. Um, and Joe Burrow, AP, that was just to me. He was lighting it up. I think I was there for less than an hour, and I saw, whatever, five touchdown passes. It was just crazy. <laughs> you know, everyone yeah, just you, lit the place up. Yeah. No, yeah, if you stepped away, just when you came back, he put on the performance of for the ages. You know, yep. John, I think the greatest one-year performance I've seen is by Cam Newton at Auburn. Right, there you he, go. He won the Heisman Trophy, and then he, he opted out for his final season to go pro. But I think Joe Burrow might have surpassed his performance because, you know, 5,000-plus yards 
never been done in the SDC. And he's showing it with a 75% plus completion record. And these are passes down the field. And then he's able to run by people with authority. And uh, his, his offense is unstoppable right now. He utilizes the entire field. He utilizes every receiver from the wide receivers. And, and he's been fantastic. Fantastic. And, of course, right up to and including Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus, who had a nice catch and run for a touchdown and showing Randy. Uh, I'm a big fan of Randy Moss. He lived, When he played for the Patriots, he lived in uh, our little suburb here outside Boston. And, uh, and uh, everybody loved him in town. What else can I say? And, uh, so, yeah, it was good to see his son. Uh, with the, one of those uh, seven touchdown uh, passes. Uh, but yeah, AP, it was just really, uh, you know, stuff we've never seen before. I mean, both games, really. But what Joe Burrow did, I mean, he's having what is almost like the perfect season for a college quarterback, or for any quarterback, quite frankly. Like the perfect season. It's everything he touches turns to gold, it seems. And and nobody's more deserving yeah. given his history, transferring out of Ohio State, all of it, the Heisman Street speech. It's just turned into this like practically made-for-TV movie type of situation. Yeah, it really has, John. And, and LSU, they've always had the talent equal to Alabama, yep. equal to Ohio State. Uh, equal to Georgia, of course, uh, equal to Clemson, but it's been at the quarterback position where they've lacked production and direction from the coaching staff and the individual players. So now they have a coach, Joe Brady, along with Steve Ensminger, and they've coordinated and made this the powerhouse offense at all. I'm sure many quarterbacks are looking to be in Baton Rouge to further their pro career because Joe Burrow was a transfer had some moments when he played and started last year, but he's had a season that uh, only you can dream about, really, because it's been so effective and productive, and uh, he's just set all kind of records. And you know you're going to continue to get wide receivers and running backs at LSU that are pro-caliber right. types. So that's not an issue, and they've resolved that with the coaching staff, and they can continue to have – Joe Brady, they're on, on staff, and they're going to attract a lot of good football players at the quarterback position. And, you know, Oklahoma, John, we, we discussed this a little bit. They had to play some defense. I mean, get some right. turnovers, make something happen, because there's no way that you're going to stop this LSU offense unless you were turning them over and then trying to put some points on the board of your own and let, make them catch you. But 49 points by halftime, yeah. the ball game was over. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Nobody could have stopped and, and, No, Nobody no, could have stopped no, them. And John, in, in those types of football games where you see the defense surrender <laughs> a ridiculous amount of points, I always tell uh, some of my friends, I said, when those coaches arrive home, or their wives are going to say, y'all were not at practice this week. Where were you? <laughs> right exactly um yeah 
Nothing was stopping that train on Saturday. Uh, no team, no nothing. Uh, it wasn't about Oklahoma, no. the suspensions, Jalen Hurts, none of it. It was about uh, LSU playing, and Joe Burrow addressed this in post-game interviews, playing what looked at us to be a perfect game. He said it wasn't, but I can't imagine anything much more perfect than what we saw. But, uh, you know, and AP, you said it perfectly. No. That his ultimate legacy may be that, LSU will now become a quarterback school, a haven for quarterbacks up there with, you know, all the famous ones from USC to Alabama to, you, you know, whomever, where the best of the best Ohio quarterbacks State. are now going to yeah. want to go to Ohio State. There, it's a perfect example. The best of the best high school quarterbacks are now, uh, LSU is now on the list, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that he can, I mean, he, he's done so much for, not only Baton Rouge, but his own community back in Ohio. Correct. And then he's left that legacy, as you stated, of we can win here. You can be a great quarterback. We have the talent, coaching talent. We have the team. We have the resources. We have the fans, the alumni. We have the league. You know, and I just, I don't know, I just can't see someone beating LSU stopping that offense. Me either. But if there's any team can do it, because uh... – because it's what I like to call championship DNA, uh, as the Eagles displayed in recent weeks, Philadelphia Eagles, and as uh, Clemson more than showed us all on Saturday night, uh, you know, real champions don't go down easy. And so I, I expect a tremendous national championship game, uh, and it's just going to be appointment television, to put it mildly. And AP, uh, you know, those games were so compelling uh, that we had to just jump right into it. But, you know, let's not forget that you are in Orlando, as you mentioned at the top of the segment. They're covering the Alabama-Michigan battle of, you know, the Titans as far as historical programs and uh, two of the top programs in college football history playing in the Citrus Bowl on Wednesday, New Year's Day. Anyway, we're going to get to all that. Uh, and we're going to do that right after the break. So don't go anywhere. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we talked first segment about the college football playoff classic games this past Saturday night and what's ahead. But uh, more to the point, you are in Orlando covering, as I just referenced, Alabama football. Uh, Alabama, Michigan playing the Citrus Bowl on Wednesday. You are already there. Uh, again, two of the most famous historical football programs and college football history you could make a case one and two um and it must be just a great scene i i I assume orlando is flooded with michigan and alabama fans at this point yeah they're they're around and i can't wait for this ball game because alabama michigan as you say the michigan the winningest team of all time alabama the winningest team as far as championships and bowl appearances and games Football games, so that's uh, two traditions are colliding, and you know Jim Harbaugh, he's an interesting character, and I can't yep. wait to see what he has planned for Alabama to compete against this high-powered offense. Even though they have Matt Jones, the second-string quarterback, who's very capable, as you saw in the Auburn game, put up 40-plus points. And Michigan, uh, Shea Patterson, he had that outing as an Ole Miss quarterback before he transferred to Ann Arbor. 66-3. to three. So he was not happy with that performance, of course. So he wants some redemption against his Alabama football team. And Najee Harris, the star running back for Alabama, Michigan was his second choice. And so he's, he's probably going to complete his career against the Wolverines. And because they're undersized on the defensive line, I think he's poised for a big game. That would not surprise me at all. He was the number one recruit coming out of high school a few years back. Like you said, Michigan was the second choice. Alabama's where he ended up. Well, AP, you know, I was there a year ago today. Uh, literally visited, you know, was in Orlando for the Citrus Bowl, and it was Penn State versus Kentucky, and I was at the Penn State Hotel for a, for a bit, which was just fantastic, right across the street, I believe, from where you're staying. I didn't stay there either. Um but anyway, Orlando is a great town for a bowl game. P, 
period. Uh, you know, it's just I've been there so many years during bowl season. There's just nothing quite like it because you have, you know, the theme parks as like the bonus, shall we say, on top of football. And and best of all, AP, it's not about just one game, the Citrus Bowl on Wednesday. Uh, you, you get a twofer, two for one, because you, there was another bowl game there on Saturday with Notre Dame, no less, correct? Yeah, Notre Dame and Iowa State, it was a good ball game. Iowa State had an excellent plan. They made some plays, but they turned the ball over and they couldn't convert on third down. Uh, Notre Dame uh, was hot with their uh, pass receiver. I think he caught seven or eight with the MVP of the game. Uh, Chase, I think his name is Chase Claypool. Is that, that the name, I believe? He's big receiver from British Columbia, about six mm-hmm. foot three, must be 220 pounds, can leap, good speed. Tough football player was, was the most valuable player of the Camping World Bowl game, and they beat the Iowa State uh, team 33 to nine. And, you know, it ended up being a runaway because Iowa State just kind of made quite a few mistakes. And then the running back from uh, Notre Dame took off on the sidelines for 84 an 84-yard touchdown scamper. Wow. And it was at the same stadium, Camping World Stadium, where the game will be played this right. Wednesday. Again, I've been there. That's right. I was there for the Florida-Michigan game. Uh, didn't attend it, but was out in the area walking around the stadium, checking out the tailgating, and when walked right down the street to downtown Orlando, Church Street, uh, to be exact, and watched, again, the Michigan-Florida Gators a few, a few New Year's days ago. So I know the scene, AP, I know, and, and it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm sure Saturday was fun. Wednesday will be even more fun, tr- for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this Alabama-Michigan game. I'm looking forward to watching the championship game. I'm looking forward to watching as many bowl games as I can, John, because I really enjoy college football, and yep. it's my favorite time of year when, you know, when they're having these games. So really excited. Yeah, well, the game you're covering, of course, is 1 o'clock on Wednesday. You know, nice to see we're getting back to tradition, even though the Orange Bowl was tonight. Uh, that, to me, yeah. was always a classic New Year's night, uh, you know, appointment television. But, you know, that aside, we're back to, uh, you, know, you know, what feels and looks a little bit more traditional. And what we have is, of course... You know, Minnesota-Auburn starts the exact same time as you on Wednesday as Michigan-Alabama, followed immediately by the Rose Bowl, Oregon-Wisconsin, followed immediately by, not the Orange Bowl, but a good, interesting game nonetheless, Georgia-Baylor, which I'm assuming is the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, correct? That's right. And, and Georgia, they need some redemption because they, they did right. not play well last year after they kind of made some noise about why aren't, why aren't we in the playoffs and they lost to a Texas team. Correct. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, so, yeah. So, the fact is we have the Orange Bowl tonight, which is kind of cool. And I love the fact that, you, you, you know, uh, the Gators are in it. It's Florida versus Virginia. Virginia, of course, yes. you know, uh, made it to the uh, ACC championship game and Florida is again drivable down to Miami uh, Hard Rock Stadium so that's a game worth watching uh, big time college football bowl game uh, again a little different than New Year's night but that's it's good you know they're, they're not putting them all head to head except for the one o'clock game on Wednesday. Wednesday 
So that's right. It's, it, it, it'll be a good watch. You know, uh, again, Gators crowd will be there big time, and I'm guessing Virginia playing in a big bowl like the Orange Bowl. A lot of people we heading down. I mean, you know, and again, we're talking about going to Florida in December slash January. So from the north, <laughs> so it, it's that's not a big sell, <laughs> not a hard sell. No, it's appealing, say. right? No, yeah, yeah, it's appealing for sure, and. Very John, I don't, I don't know the last, the last time that Virginia has played in one of these major bowls. I, I can't recall. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not even sure if, if they played in the Orange Bowl in the past. Right. Well, you know, when I think of Virginia football, I think of uh, Chris Long, Howie Long's son. Chris Long uh, played for Virginia. He, of course, was on the uh, back-to-back Super Bowls, won one with the Patriots, followed by winning one with the uh, Eagles when they beat the Patriots. Uh, and a fascinating guy. I had the pleasure of interviewing Chris uh, when he was with the Patriots, and he could not have been a nicer guy. Uh, when I think of Chris Long, I think of two words. He gets it big time. Uh, he does a lot of yeah. fascinating charity work. He's really just an interesting guy, and uh, and he is perhaps the most famous player ever to come out of the University of Virginia football program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very pleasant. I interviewed him one time at the Walter Camp function, and yeah, he he's a has an appealing personality. Yes, he understands that there's more to life than just football, and uh, as you said, he participates in charities, and he's a seems like a very sincere and genuine individual i mean that that's the experience that i had when i met him yeah and my article uh, that i wrote for the nfl was on uh the work he does for many years on bringing water to uh to regions of africa um the water boys i believe it's called so yeah yeah so again he gets it across many fronts uh, when he was with the Eagles, he, of course, was involved in uh, programs to advance education uh, in the state of Pennsylvania. And what that involved, along with Malcolm Jenkins and others, was going to the state capital in Harrisburg, you know, less than two hours from where I grew up. So uh, I could just relate to everything he was doing. He was, uh, with his free time, driving up from Philly, along with other Eagles, including, of course, Mac- Malcolm Jenkins. And I was just thinking of that yesterday, P, as I'm watching Malcolm Jenkins uh, making plays and celebrating the NFC East title. Uh, so they'll, they'll be hosting a playoff game. Uh, and so that, that'll be, that's going to be a fun one. That's going to end the weekend on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Virginia, good for them in the Orange Bowl. I, I love it. And, uh, you know. They've had a good year. I, I think they're going to show up uh, big time. Yeah, but, you, and you hope, yeah, you hope their fans really appreciate the position that they're in today uh, playing in that Orange Bowl game, and, right. and I hope they support them because it doesn't happen very often. Like, I can't remember. I'd have to reach back uh, to see if you recall if they played in the Orange Bowl. I, I just don't. I'm guessing no. Well, AP, one of my things has always been, you know, when your team makes it, you got to go. Uh, when they make it to something they haven't been to before, unusual, high profile, I don't care if it's a Super Bowl, the Orange Bowl, a different bowl, 
you know, when they get there, i.e., I went to the Rose Bowl when Penn State made it in 1995 after joining the Big Ten. Classic. That's my personal best example of like when your team makes it, you got to go. And I did so in 1995, and uh, one of the best decisions I ever made, AP. So I'm sure you, you you know all about it, the Rose Bowl as well, and uh, you know, bucket list item right there. Oh yeah, John. Uh, life is not for waiting; it's for participating and, and uh, seeking out those adventures. I mean, and like you said, I've done this many times, as have you in the past. You don't regret the decision. You never came back from the game or the experience, the adventure, and said, "I wish I hadn't been there." Exactly. Bingo. Exactly right. And I even did it again a mere two months ago when I went to the first ever, my first ever Penn State whiteout game and. Again, you don't regret those decisions at all. And uh, AP, it's hard to believe we're uh, already through our second segment together. Time for our final break and still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is NFL Wild Card Weekend, uh, including the Patriots hosting the, uh, excuse me, got interrupted there, Patriots hosting the Titans with Derek Henry. NFL rushing leader and the reborn 
Mike uh, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. So it's sure to be a great one. Of course, Mike Vrabel was the coach, Belichick disciple, to put it mildly. And AP, uh, you know, it's uh, just sticking with the NFL. I was at, as I talked in the opening segment, I was at yesterday's shocking uh, Dolphins upset of the Patriots, costing them the bye week, forcing them into the uh, wild card weekend this Saturday night at 8.15. Again, Patriots hosting the Titans at Gillette Stadium. I will be there. But AP, yesterday, uh, you know, the winning touchdown was caught by Penn State second-year man Mike Gusecki, tight end. I'm still in shock. Everybody is how the Ryan Fitzpatrick Patriots take the lead with three minutes to go, 24-20, and everybody's like, all right, finally, you know, finally we got the lead, and, right. and it's all good. And yeah. I, I, I said uh, at that moment, now we find out that the Patriots' historic defense, historic, what a year, especially the first half of the year, can make a stop to win a game. And they couldn't. And Ryan Fitzpatrick took him right down the field uh, with the winning touchdown pass to Gusecki with, uh, you know, whatever, 23 seconds to go. And here we are. Wild card weekend, here we come. Um, and the Patriots Super Bowl formula is turned upside down, AP, which, of course, is, you know, uh, getting the bye week, hosting the divisional round, winning that typically at home. And then next thing you know, they're in their, whatever, ninth straight NFC, AFC championship game, whatever it would have been. But that's not what's happening now. No, that's, that's quite a, a road to the Super Bowl this time. And you have Baltimore just sitting there with the home field advantage for the entire playoff. Yep. If they win a championship this year, it's going to be uh, celebrated for a long time. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, AP, nobody knows Derrick Henry better than you. We all remember he was like the all-time rushing champion in the history of uh, American high schools, coming out of high school near Jacksonville, Florida, if I remember correctly. I watched <laughs> yeah, him play in high school. A couple miles worth, yeah. Exactly. You're right. <laughs> he, he, incredible. I remember watching those games in high school. Of course, he played at Alabama, where you saw, in effect, every game he ever played. And AP, he's just turned into a beast, never more so than yesterday, as he ran for over 200 yards to become the NFL rushing champ for this year. Uh, 1,500 yards or thereabouts. So, Patriots are going to have their hands full, boy, big time on Saturday night. He's like 250 pounds now, and he's fast, and he's great. Yeah, John, he, he's used to making the long runs. I mean, that's yep. what he lives for. He, he's tall, he's angular, he's, like you said, 250 pounds. And he's, and he's playing his best football right now. It took him a little while to, to get those carries with the Tennessee Titans, and they turned to him, and he produced big time for, for the, that team. And now they're in the playoffs. <clears throat> I'm sure they're really excited to play against the Patriots. No doubt about and, it. Uh, I mean, they had to win yesterday to get in the playoffs. Right, right. <clears throat> so they, you know, Rabel going up against his old coach. I mean, yep. there's a lot of storylines. And uh, Ryan Tannehill. I think. I think. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill. So I, I think the was it the Patriots or maybe when they were way back to Houston. Was, I think they upset the Patriots one time in the playoffs. Way back. The Titans. Yeah, or, maybe it was the Titans. Maybe. Well, one thing I know for sure, AP, is the Titans 
demolished the Patriots down in Nashville in the middle of last season. I mean, demolished them. My brother was at the game, went down from Boston mm-hmm. with tons of other Patriot fans. So when last seen, uh, when these teams, two teams last met the in Tennessee, mm-hmm. in the middle of last season, regular season game, uh, the Titans absolutely demolished. That is the word, the Patriots. So one of their worst losses in years. So, uh, so yeah, Tennessee's going to come in uh, knowing they can play with them at minimum, which for, which in my mind is half the battle when you come in to play the Patriots in Gillette Stadium, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. And John, do you do you feel that there's a strong leader to win this Super Bowl, or from either side? Let's say to just get to the Super Bowl, do you think there's a strong team on in the AFC or the NFC? I mean, I think Baltimore is pretty solid with that home field advantage. Yeah, well, AP, I said, you know, earlier in the show that what I liked about this year's field is any team can win it, any team can be upset. It's wide open for the first time in years, Um, and I do believe that, you know, Baltimore's, they obviously didn't play their starters yesterday, nor should they have, specifically Lamar Jackson. So they didn't play yesterday. They have the bye week. So there's going to be a period of three weeks without them playing, and to me, uh, you know, I said throughout the year as they just got better every week, late December, early, no- you know, late November, early December, like the only hope other teams have is that they've peaked too soon. Right now, I'd say right. we're back to rust versus rest. Don't get me wrong. I would have rested them too. I would have never played yeah. Mark Jackson yesterday ever, but right. three week, three weeks between games, AP against what I believe is going to be the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to beat the Texans. They're going to come into Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They played the Ravens really tough there just four or five weeks ago in Baltimore. Right. And right. I think they could have their hands full. Um, that's the way I see it, yeah. AP. Uh, yeah. They're going to be, again, three weeks off. It can't help them, I don't think. It can only hurt them. Given so how good Buffalo they've been playing. Good, good- Right, you think Buffalo has a good chance to upset the Ravens? Is that what you said? 100%. AP, I watched Buffalo play last week. Right. They lost right. to the Patriots, who played their best game of the year last week in beating right. the Bills. But Buffalo is a quality team yeah. with a quality defense. And again, right. they they were a handful. They gave the, Patri- uh, the mm-hmm. Ravens all they could handle in Baltimore within the past month or two. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, yeah, that's the way I see it, AP, wide open field. Well, yeah, I think so, too. And, John, last night I watched some of that Seattle-San Francisco game, and they were down around the one-yard line. Tremendous. And they had the issue with the clock management. Yep. I, I just couldn't fathom that play. AP, it was the, it biggest, the biggest delay of game penalty in recent memory. It changed the entire playoff seating. Uh, the guy was literally one inch short of the goal line, the Seattle tight end, but he did not get over. There's no disputing it. No. And yeah, and no. it, it just changed the seating for like basically everybody in the NFC. So great game, just a great yeah. game, uh, and fascinating to watch. And now we have Seattle at the Eagles this Sunday. That's going to be a good one to say the least. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be good. They're all good. Oh, yeah. It's the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, John that, yeah, John, that was an indictment last night, not only against the coaching staff, the offensive staff, 
the sideline, but if you're a quarterback of Russell Wilson's magnitude, I'm bypassing any coach. I'm looking at the clock. I'm doing something. Correct. Correct. To get that playoff. I agree. Of course, I'm, I'm again, not putting it all in the coach. Those are those are men out there. Correct. They're no. not, you know, seventh graders and look into the sideline. But isn't that amazing how they become so programmed? They couldn't take command of the situation. Right, right. No, it's close out the show here. and We're under 30 seconds. You know, they had the ball at the one. Here comes Marshawn Lynch. Time to make up for the Malcolm Butler play. And uh, and boom, they get hit with this crazy uh, delay of game penalty. Uh, off the field goes Marshawn Lynch, and we know the rest of the story. But AP, I want to thank you for calling in today. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the Citrus Bowl on Wednesday. Hey, thank you, John, and Happy New Year to you and your family and your entire audience. And I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to being uh, at the bowl game, the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida, Alabama, Michigan, on Wednesday at noon Central. Enjoy it, AP. It should be a great game between two historic programs. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next decade, uh, starting a week from today uh, at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.